Yeah, you know, it's, it's exciting. Uh, but like I said, for the Monday night game, it's just another game. You know, for us, nothing changes. We just play a little bit later Sunday night. So we can't make it more than it is. Obviously, it's a great opportunity for us to take advantage of and, and to play well in, in front of, a, I guess, a, a bigger audience and crowd and all that. And it's going to be a night game, and it's going to be the only game on Sunday night. So, you know, that's exciting for us. A lot of confidence downstairs. I mean, the guys are excited for this week. So it's a you know two good football teams coming together two top four right now in the AFC you know playing and obviously it's great for the NFL great for great for fans and and um, you know these are the games again it goes back to what I expect our players to, to get used to right playing in, in moments like this and games like this Baltimore obviously has but the confidence is is high. <laughs> 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Tom McManus, and Hold my pocket! Dylan Denmark. Woohoo! We made it to Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good morning. You want to give him a Duval, Tommy? Yeah, hey, Duval! Come on now. Yeah! Tom just <laughs> last uttered. You ever have a woohoo? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've had that chocolatey uh, drink called a Yoo-Hoo, Yoo-Hoo. Tom. Well, we were talking about chocolate. We were talking about chocolatey yeah, drinks. Chocolatey yes. Drinks. You ever have a Woohoo? Uh, I have not. So, uh, How about the Yoo-Hoo? Have yes, you, I do. We, yeah. But we into mm-hmm. I've never had a Yoo-Hoo. I had, when I was a kid, I loved the taste of a Yoo-Hoo. I don't really love it as much anymore. I haven't I, had one. I, I don't know. I probably haven't had one in 10 years. It's like chocolate water? One. What is it? I don't know. Yeah, probably. It's not milk-based. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what's in it. That's a good right. question, you know? Yeah. Anyway. I never thought I about that. I love chocolate, though. That's my downfall. Oh, my gosh. My wife gets these Trader Joe's chocolate stars. They're dark chocolate yeah. over shortbread. So I look. I always look at the added sugars and then the serving size, and it's five cookies for 11 grams of sugar. So I'm like, all right, two grams of cookie. Not, not bad, right? I couldn't stop eating them last Right. Night. <laughs> if you have 17 <laughs> cookies, though, you're like, hey. I don't know if I had 17, but I had a lot. Holy cow. Well, anyway. I, that's my thing. Once yeah. I get started on the junk, I just don't. Uh, that's why. Chocolate. Hey, look, Awaken 180, man, changed, changed everything. I don't like. I, no, I don't sit yeah. there and crave it anymore, you know? When you get past the, because I've done it before, where you stop the sugar, like you get past that craving like you need it, then it's over, and then you're like, you know, you don't really even miss it. It's You're wild. almost like, why would I eat that? Yeah, right. You know? I'm like, not there right now. I'm in the uh, the other. You know what? Well, you know what we want to eat? We want to go full, uh, we want to go full Jameis Winston. Let's eat uh, a big fat W mm-hmm. this weekend uh, against the Baltimore Ravens on yes. Sunday Night Football. Yeah, man. Tommy Max putting good vibes. Today's a good vibe day for yeah, you, Yeah, man. Right? Well, listen. I, in my defense, look on paper. No, like Baltimore should beat us. They should. They're uh, they're lo- they're playing good football. They've got plenty of talent. Uh, they play physical style ball. But listen, man. Any a anything can happen in the NFL, as we know. B. We have, although we didn't redeem ourselves against the Browns after Cincy's loss, we typically have, you know, played a lot better after a loss. So maybe after two losses, we're gonna finally put it together. But listen, we're not talented enough to just, you know, kind of show up. Like, you cannot make mistakes. You cannot be out of position. You cannot know what you're doing. You got to know the cover, everything. Like, you're not going to win this game if you have guys open in the middle of the field. You're not going to win this game if, if you know, you're, the communication's off. You know, we'll leave it at that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be on point to win. The, and look, for me, I want them to win. I got them winning. But just – 
show that you can you, – this is like a battle tester, if in my opinion, right? You still got three games to go, and you got to take care of business. But you play well and even beat them. Or just play them tight and strong and tough, and you're right there. You know what? It'll give you that confidence to say, okay, you know what? We're going to finish this year strong, and we're going to go into the playoffs feeling pretty darn good about ourselves. But yeah. I think that's what this game this – game, means to this team at this point of the season. Well, when you say, you know, people look, oh, the Jacks just aren't playing that way, defensively, whatever. Man, when you say anything can happen in this league, if you needed a more stark example of that, I hope you watch Thursday Night Football. Oh, the Raiders just lost three to nothing right. last week. <laughs> right. They scored 63 points, 42 in the first half. Yeah. And just boat race the Chargers. Now the Chargers are playing out the string, but come on, I know, man. I, I mean, know. what a beatdown they administered yep. last night. So they're averaging over 30 points a game the last two weeks. Yep. <laughs> right. I mean, right. And they got sh- and they had right. a shutout in there. And right. that that's four days earlier. Right. No, I know. It's Unbelievable. wild. They they thought about do we need to go back to Garoppolo? Should we bench O'Connell? They're like, eh, what's right. the point? Right. You know, right? right like, I right. mean, seriously. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Also, Josh Jacobs, our starting running back, is out. Yep. Devontae Adams had the flu or whatever he had right. this right. week. No, right. It's wild. We, I mean, look, I mean, granted, they're, you know, in the same division. Anything can happen even further. But Chicago beat in Detroit last week. I mean, Detroit needed that win. Like, look, they, they're on a two-game skid. They need to, you know, step up. But. Anything can happen in that regard. Now, granted, again, you're gonna. This is a good team. This is a good offense. This is a good defense for the most part, and they're gonna get after it. It's, it's John Harbaugh. One thing you can say about John Harbaugh, and I like John way better than I like Jim. Um, not personally, but just as coaches and their persona and all that stuff. But he he gets his team ready, man. They're they're physical. They normally don't make mistakes. You know what I mean? They're they're humming right now, and that's what you want in December, right? This is why Absolutely. you want to hum into the playoffs. You don't want to be like, eh, well, I don't you know, know which team's going to show up. We're still a month from the playoffs. I know. Right? I mean, so you I think know. back to where the Jags were a month ago. Right. They're coming off getting beat by San Francisco. They've had, like, two seasons since then, right? They yeah, win two division like games, yep. including on the road versus Houston, yep. and you're feeling great about yourself, Tone, and yep. then you, you come back, mm-hmm. it's prime time, and you get beaten consecutive weeks by backup quarterbacks. So, I mean – Look, who knows what the Jags are going to look like a month from now. All they need to do, Tony, is concern themselves with how they're going to look on Sunday night. Yeah, look, we said it last week before the Browns game, five one-game seasons. That's the way they need to be approaching it. They don't need to be looking at, yeah, if they went on Sunday night against Baltimore, things open back up for them in the AFC, right? Like, they're still in the running for the number one seed in the AFC if they went on Sunday night against this Baltimore team. They're taking on the team in the AFC playoff picture right now, Tommy, that if you're going to look at all really 11 teams that have a chance to get into the playoffs in the AFC right now, Baltimore's the one you would circle as the – that's the team that it feels most likely they can win three or four games in a row playoff time and make something happen. It's not that no one else can, but they're the ones that feel like the most likely candidate in the conference to make that happen. Beat them on Sunday here. Right. You change the narrative around right. a bunch of things, including the one that is so pervasive right now wrong around the team here in town yep. after losing the last couple of and, weeks. And the psyche, you know, the psyche of the team. That's, that's, that is so important. You, play, you win, play them tough, hard, right there, should have won, maybe a play or two you would have won. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'll do wonders for your psyche because I don't care what they say publicly. They got to be like, well, you know. 
We're kind of iffy. You what know what this? I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we're good sometimes. We're not good sometimes. Our offense plays good one game. Our defense sucks. Our defense plays good. Our offense sucks. Our special teams makes gas. Whatever. Now, the upside is what? They still haven't put a complete game together, have they? No. Right? I, I don't know. Maybe I mean, Tennessee. That, yeah, I mean. Okay. Maybe but, Tennessee. Yeah, maybe. Most okay. teams don't, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. Well, maybe not special teams they don't, but a lot of teams, their offense and defense are doing pretty well. There are games. I bet if you really looked at, like, what we consider dominant performances on both sides of the ball, they're, 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 you know, like San Fran's got a handful of them this year, but they're the, right now, seen as the elite team in the National Football Mm -hmm. League. And they went through a three-game skid, right? Right, where they averaged 17 points a week, and they're just kind of meh, and they're a little beat up, and hey – so everyone's yep. a little beat up. You're right about They're that. They're all a little beat up. The yeah. Ravens come in without Mark Andrews, right? right? I mean, the most dangerous pass catcher. They lost their starting running back in week one Yeah. in J.K. Dobbins, yep. and they lead the NFL in rushing. Yep. And as Tony and I were breaking it down earlier this week, good chunk of that is Lamar Jackson, but it's not all him. No, no. You know, Gus that, Edwards got a good it's, thumping well, going. Keaton Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell. Is, is coming on. Yep. And he's lightning. He is. You know, they yeah. they, they got a good have a commitment there. to it. And yep. they're generally successful to some degree doing it. Like, the Jags have at times had a commitment to it. Like, this week, again, 10 carries in the first half, 4.2 yards a carry for ETN. Right. You got the ball four times mm-hmm. on the ground in the second half. Right. But it's – what do you do, Tom? You want to be committed to the run, but he ran for negative seven yards. Are you just at, – at that point, do you just say, we cannot run the ball? Yeah. You know, are we are we doing anything to keep them honest when they keep tackling us in the backfield? Right. Well, I thought, you know, when we were down 14 nothing, uh I think it was Trevor's first pick. Um I thought like that was a kind of a desperate throw like or play. I was like, "Come on, you're you're only down 14 nothing. It's early second quarter, I think it was, or mid. You could still run your offense, you know, mm-hmm. but then if it gets more leakage, then it does take you out a little bit. But I didn't think at that time you had to force that one. It felt forced anyway, but I agree. I mean, look, no, I, I you still – here's the thing. Um, this is what I don't always get, Tone, and I'm not a play caller, right? I'm not there in the heat of the battle, but from watching it, you go back to the first quarter. Where was our success in the run game? That lane I keep talking about where they block out the receiver, they they wall off the, the pursuit, and you got a guard coming up through, pulling through, and ETN's following through. The mm-hmm. Wildcat worked, and then just a, a, a pure handoff worked in the first quarter last week. And then all of a sudden they're shoving it up the center's butt. You know what I mean? Like or A-gap. I'm like, okay, you can't always do that. Now, they did try to go back to that, and I think, you know, Cleveland caught on because they did have a couple stops in the backfield, but they never mixed it up. You know what I mean? They never kept them off balance to what you're thinking, and then it got to be a point where they, they did get away from the running game, right, because they thought, oh, well, we got to pass. We got to pass. We got to pass to, you know, try to get back into this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think you have to know who you are and what you can do. Right, and you're not a team that's all of a sudden going to become the bully on the offensive line. It's not what you got, right? Like, you don't have the pieces to do that. You don't have Fortner at center and Sheriff at right guard because you're going to bully people. You got those guys there because you can run the pulls and those kinds of things. That's what you're trying to do. You got to make it work, and if it's not going to work, then you're just going to go, all right, I guess we're not going to run the ball today. You know, (laughs) like, that's what it feels like for them right right now. If that doesn't happen for them, it's not going to happen. Right. All right, today uh, we'll hear from both the uh, Jaguars offensive and defensive coordinators, Press Taylor and Mike Caldwell. Uh, we'll also ask you what are your three keys to victory for the Jags versus the Baltimore Ravens this Sunday. That's your Chad and Sandy 
real estate question of the day. We've got our confidence picks. I had Raiders on top this week. <laughs> no, I say that every Friday. That's, yeah. uh, by but, 40. Uh, by 40, exactly. <laughs> 42, as a matter of fact. Unbelievable game. 84 points last night. This is, you know, I'm on the air for every Monday and Thursday night game. Yeah. And we've had some horrible, horrible games. And this wasn't the best game competitive-wise, but yeah. – Give me 84 points every yeah. Thursday night, please. I had fun watching it. Oh, it's fantastic, yeah. right? I mean, I don't I, – and I, I enjoyed – I delighted in being on national radio talking about how the Jaguars had broken the soul and spirit of the Chargers, and clearly that's why their season <laughs> is what it is. There's a lot of Charger uh, yappy to yap in the timeline yeah. all during that playoff game last year. Yeah. And then uh, even afterwards, well, blah, 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 this, that, if Bosa this or that or – Shut it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I had the thought when they went down 28 nothing. I was like, yeah, I know a team that could come back from that. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that was the thought I had. And it yeah. ain't them. Yeah, it All ain't right. them. It ain't them for sure. All right. Yeah. So if you want to get in today, 641 1010. If you want to talk Jaguar football, uh, that is the way to do it on the All Pro Roofing phone lines or on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can hit us up that way as well. Social media wise, at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL Fat Tony, at Meathead 55, and at 1010XL Denmark. Hold my pocket. What's up, Pockets? Yo. How are we? Good. The By Royal the way, Lee. yes. Yoo-hoo is chocolate syrup and water. There you go. So there you go. Chocolate water. Chocolate water. Chocolate water is yeah, what you got. It was. And Tommy Mac. He's, he knows his. Woo-hoo, yoo-hoo, <laughs> chocolate water, <laughs> you. Chicken well. Dictionary beverages. Like a Dr. Seuss thing. Uh, sure. Uh, we got our confidence picks. We got a uh, keys to victory. We got a Friday show for you. So lock in and let's try to figure out how the Jaguars can Ooh. knock off the two game losing streak and get a W on Sunday night football and set themselves up for a great run down the stretch. This is Jaguars today on 1010 XL and 92.5 FM. Back in the middle, Tom McManus, brought to you by Renewal by Anderson, a better way to a better window on 1010 XL. Yeah, I think there's a big difference in running the wrong route and not being on the exact same page with how you're running route. We have not had wrong routes. It has not been this person doesn't know what they're doing, they're running the wrong route, or things like that. That's Jaguar offense coordinator Press Taylor yesterday. Okay, I think we may be getting bogged down in semantics here. Yeah, I think right? so, too. Yeah. Are you running the wrong route or you're running the right route but not running it the right way, right? Like, I mean, okay, if it's – like Ridley was running a nine route or a go route or whatever you call it, right? And but did he fight for the ball, Tony? Did he did yeah. was supposed to take it on the inside? It's still a go route, right? He's running yeah. the right route. He wasn't supposed to run a, a little button hook on that play. Yeah. But is he executing it the right way? And are the quarterback and the receiver on the same page, Tom? And I think clearly the answer is no on not every time, but yeah. there have been plenty of occasions this year when that hasn't been the case. You know, look, uh, Doug's stat, the, nobody's going to call out their players. They don't do that. Doug does not do that. I wouldn't expect the coaches to do that uh, either. I feel it's more coach speak. Like, it's almost like we lost gap integrity, but in fact, you got your ass kicked in the line of scrimmage and they moved you out of your gap, so you lost gap integrity. Why, right. Why did you lose gap integrity? Why, yeah, because I got, got knocked on my ass. I, <laughs> I don't know, but I lost it for yes. sure. So, look, there's miscommunication somewhere. So, it's either the quarterback's throwing it to the wrong spot or the receiver's in the wrong spot. So, I don't know. You know, if, if that we could say that's true on miscommunication for most teams. Well, then sometimes the receiver runs. I mean, the skinny post, look, was it not supposed to be a skinny post? I know he never turned around. The one you're talking about near the goal line or in the red zone. Yeah. 
you know, he never turned. I don't know what you call it, but the ball was to the left and he was to the right and he didn't even turn around to look at it. So what what is that? Again, I don't I don't really care if the coach comes out and says, yeah, they're running the wrong way. It, it doesn't matter. You can see with your own two eyes that there's something going on, and that's not the only play. And I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's doing every single play because there are plays where Calvin Ridley has been really good at. Makes exceptional oh, plays. unbelievable. Yeah. The slant has worked really good. That, that out, nobody can cover him on that out. The 10, 12, 15-yarder, nobody can do that. But there are plays. I've seen it for weeks. where I saw There was a week where, sorry, there was a week where – uh, Kirk's going in motion and going behind Ridley. Ridley's looking at him like, 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 uh, you know, and and Kirk's like yelling at him, like trying to tell that like something's going on. Like even on the uh, the pick where Ingram got held, uh, what week was yeah. that? I mean, he just stood there and like turned in and didn't do anything. So I again, I don't care if the coach calls him out. I don't expect him to. But to me, that's coach speak. And look, is it all? them not knowing what they're doing, running the wrong route, what have you? No. Is it some of it? Yes. Is it all the quarterback throwing it to the wrong spot? No. Some of it? Yes. I mean, there's. it takes two and, in that whole situation. Occasionally, it's a guy making an exceptional play, too. True. Right? I mean, that, You're right. that can happen You're as well. Right. You can run the right route, quarterback can make the right read, deliver yep. the ball accurately, and a defensive player just makes an exceptional right. play. And yeah. I'm not saying that that's the cause of their, okay. their issues. This so let, let's just turn it over to defense real quick because the both Njoku touchdowns, uh, Devin Lloyd was supposed to have them. They were in man on both. Not was, according to Logman. Who was supposed to have them? Uh, one of them was Foyer. Well, they had, the, they had the back and the tight end, so they either didn't communicate who they were going to have. So I know what he's talking about. So mm-hmm. on one, the play, the second touchdown, Lloyd's to the right, Aluikins to the left. There's a back offset to the tight end. So technically, Foyer has the back. And Njoku is the tight end who that who Devin Lloyd would have. Now, did they not do an in out where like if they cross, then I we switch. I don't know. They both bit on the run fake, and then Aluakin hugged up to the back. So if it's the same play we're talking about, I mean, I'm look, Logs watches a lot more film than me, but I watched that play over and over. I'm like, all right, they both bit on the run fake, but then Aluakin hugs up on the back. A hug up is when you have that back in coverage. Yeah. If he don't go out, you go to him. So you don't give him any room. Maybe it's a screen. Maybe it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get a chance to continue to, to rush. Trying to easy completion. Correct. So there, there, there was something there. I, to start the play, I guarantee if if if, if Lua can went to the back. Sorry, I keep knocking That's right. it. Anything. Tom's animated right now. For folks not watching on the YouTube, the hands uh, are in to, motion. <laughs> to the start of the play, Devin appeared to have the tight end. And then, for whatever reason, he didn't take him. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. Maybe they. Maybe he thought, well, maybe now I have the back. Yeah. And we should have switched. And Alukin's like, well, we never talked about it. You know, that is miscommunication. But at the same time, you you got a guy wide open down the field. The first one was totally on Lloyd. Total, I mean, he's he ran right by him. And they're in they're in man. And even if they were in zone, there's nobody else there. You have to take the guy. But again, they jumped up on that run fake. And next thing you know, Njoku's gone. Well, that's the shame of it. it. It was basically three busts in coverage. Correct. That led to the three touchdowns. And the rest of the time, half the time, Flacco's throwing the ball in the dirt Correct. all day. You yep. know, but you gave him – look, he, any guy – Aiden O'Connell is going to find the wide open Four guy. Four touchdowns. Right? right? When that guy is wide open. Yeah, and, they're and, professionals. Correct. Everyone who's taken a snap in the NFL is a professional yep. at playing quarterback. They're going to be able to make plays when you bust, right? Yep. Like, those kind of things are going to happen. And I think 
you know, going back to the conversation about routes or whatever's going on with all that stuff, yeah. I think most of the frustration right now is that it seems to keep happening around Calvin Ridley, right? And the big plays that he is capable of making, we we all feel like he's capable of doing those kind of things. Yeah. It's those small moments that are leading to some of these miscommunication issues, and you can try to parse out whose fault is whose in those kind of regards, but it's happening a lot with him right now compared to the other guys in the past game. I mean, look, during camp we were hearing this, weren't we? Yeah. I mean, that there were times where he would go kind of rogue, but there, he makes so many good plays that you're like, oh, I need I need him in the lineup because yeah. he, he will make that big play and we need him. And, and look, by the way, where was the deep crossover last week? That worked perfectly two weeks ago with Ridley. Remember that? It was a beautiful play, beautiful yep. throw. He's wide open. Trev hit him in stride. He got up the field and made a, made a huge play. You didn't see any of that at, at all. And I can't do that every single time. But, um, you know, look, at the end of the day, they, they have to get on the same page. I'll tell you another thing. Trev, third and one, you don't have to – you audible into the bomb. Like, man, get the first down. You know what I mean? I Look, if you hit it, it's great. Right. But it's a high risk. And he doesn't well. throw it in the right spot every single time. Sometimes he throws it inside – Sometimes that that DB is a chance to make a play on a ball. He throws it short a little bit sometimes. Sometimes he makes a perfect throw. Parker Washington's made a perfect throw to, to Ingram. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But consistently, he doesn't. Well, let's uh, one more here from Press Taylor before we hit the break because this is, goes along with what we're talking about with the communication. He just kind of goes through the three interceptions okay. last week. Was asked to go through it from the the perspective I, I'm assuming of kind of what exactly broke down. We had three interceptions the other day in the game. Um, I think two of uh, one of them, uh, we didn't expect the ball at the time the ball came out, so our head wasn't around. We ended up missed opportunity. Unfortunately, that turned into an interception. If the ball hits the ground, it's first down. Second down, we'll keep playing the down or keep playing the series out. We had another one. We got a zero blitz. The ball's got to come out. You know, they're, they're bringing more pressure than we have protectors. Quarterback threw a go ball. Um, I think receiver thought the ball was going to get thrown earlier because of where the coverage was. But again, understanding the entire situation, what the quarterback's dealing with, the ball comes out early, turned into an interception as well. And then we had another one. We took a post route a little flatter across the field uh, where we were expecting maybe a little deeper angle on that. So nobody ran the wrong route in those instances. We just, in terms of the details of it and where we thought the ball was going to go or where we thought the ball was going to be thrown at a certain time, just barely off and unfortunately all those plays turn into interceptions which is not always the case but unfortunate look uh, again i think this is semantics if you let's call a down and in right and you're supposed to run it five yards and cut across okay and you go seven and cut across you're still running it down and in. you're running the right route you're not running it the right way so it's the same thing to me like if you're all right we're supposed to take a flatter angle we took a a deeper angle. Mm-hmm. So is that really the right route then? Because you're not running – you're running, quote, the route in name, but you're not running it the way that the right. play was designed. So the, the deep one he's talking to was – that was to that Zay. That was the one on uh, – Zay on no. the left there. When is Zay on the deep one? The f- we had Ridley We're, up the right side. That was the right side, right? Yeah. We threw it inside but deep, and the guy just caught it. Right. right. Um, I know the one he's talking about, we didn't turn his head around. I don't – look, I'm not a receiver, but a skinny post, you're supposed to turn your head around right when you make – the cut, like, and the ball should be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know about that one. And then the deep one, I mean, look, you're, you, I get, if it was an option route, we've seen that before. Remember the Bills and Gabe Davis, remember, could have cost, cost him the game. He thought he was going out. He went in. He mm-hmm. threw it the other You know what I mean? That Those things happen. So if it was that, I get. But where he threw it, 
Okay, so he says he went a little flat, or is he supposed to do more of a skinnier post? Is it supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like, because that ball was, it was, it was to left, and he's right. I mean, it. I don't know. To me, it just seems like. Well, then, how is that? Okay, are we are we making the cut on the fly? Are we? Do we know pre-snap? You know what I mean? Like, does it change as the route goes? Like, are you overthinking this? You know what I mean? So, look, it's miscommunication. I, call it what you want. So, in that one, either Trevor threw in the wrong spot or the receiver ran to the wrong spot. I don't know. It's one of the two. Well, the Jags are lucky that their defense forced three turnovers of their own. You're right. Because it kept them in the football game. Yep. You know, as bad as we were maligning the defense and for their breakdowns, that obviously they had massive breakdowns on those touchdown passes. There's no question about it. I mean, when you're turning it over as much as this offense did, yep. the fact that they were able to put up 27 points is in large part a testimony to the defense's ability to create opportunities to get the ball back. Darius uh, Williams made a great pick, bad throw, but he was on top of it. Sure. And Wingard, that was all hustle, man. That was a hustle play to knock that ball out uh, to get the fumble. So you're right. All right, a few more thoughts on uh, Pre- from Press Taylor. More looking ahead now to the Ravens uh, this weekend and what they're going to try to do to this Jaguar offense. We'll get to Mike Caldwell's comments uh, yesterday as well, the Jaguars' defensive coordinator. If you want to get in and talk Jaguar football, 641-1010 is the easy way to do it on the All-Pro Roofing Phone lines, Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Tom McManus, and Dylan Denmark. Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. Parker's done a good job. You know, he's he's made the most of his opportunities when the ball's been thrown his way. Made some made a couple tough catches for there for touchdowns the last two weeks. Uh, and, you know, he's a young player that all of a sudden is getting thrust into a, a heavy role. A lot of usage, and he's done a good job responding to it, and he'll continue to get better as he keeps going. Got to hang on to that football as a punt returner if you're Parker Washington, but uh, has contributed as a receiver. Now, I just want to hear the follow-up to this. Press Taylor was asked about the potential return of Jamal Agnew. Obviously, he's a dynamic ball carrier. I mean, we've all seen that as a punt returner. Um, He's done that at times for us in the two years here as as a ball carrier, for us in the offense, and then gives us the speed, the vertical threat down the field that, you know, without a guy like that, obviously you lack. So I think that's an element that stresses defense a little bit. You know where he is on the field. People are certainly aware of when he comes in the game, when he goes in motion, when he uh, is near the football in some way, shape, or form. Then he's continued to grow as a receiver from our time here. You know, he's still relatively new to the position. And so we've just watched him get better every single year, every single week, um, and grow in his receiver ability. How many years you got to play receiver before you're not new to the position anymore? Anyway, um, if, let's say Jamal yeah. Agnew's back this week. I hope that they leave Parker Washington in the receiving role that he's in, and they if they want to sprinkle in a player two yeah. for Jamal Agnew, but let him alleviate Parker Washington's need to do double duty. Yeah, focus on the return game. I, I just felt like it, it feels like Agnew's such a tell when he's on the field. You know, yeah. like like the, the ball goes him such a high percentage of time when he's yeah. out there on the field and on offense. Well, and it makes sense. We talked about it going through training camp. Parker Washington, how is he going to be active on game day? One of two things has to happen. Agnew has to be out because he's the primary backup punt returner. So on with if Agnew's out for any time, he'll be the special teams. He's active right, right that week. Or Christian Kirk is out. 
right. because he naturally plays more that slot yeah. kind of role for him in the offense. So I do think it doesn't change the roles for the guys in the offense all that much with Agnew coming back. Yeah. So I think that Parker likely fills the role that he's had to fill the last week and a half, yeah. basically, for the football team. But it does add that element of Agnew does give you the – you got to think about when he's on the field as a defense because he does present a threat, at least potentially. Yeah, I mean, with Kirk out, I, I agree with you on – let Agnew handle all the return and then just play the Kirk position if you're Parker, right? Because yeah. he can play it well. He can, especially when you give him a chance to go one-on-one. Uh, you know, he's running some good routes. He's making some good catches. He's fast enough to make plays. I, I think he's – He's showing, uh, you know, a little bit. And then, look, I agree, sprinkle Agnew in, but guess what? Put them both out there at the same time and go to Parker. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then maybe go to Agnew the next time. I don't know. Switch it up, but have them both out there. Because one thing we do know about this, you may know he's getting the ball, but if he goes deep, your safeties are on high alert sure. because he can run right by you. So just got to get a little more creative and not as telling like you're saying. And it, use it him as a been. decoy. I agree. You know, uh, you put them in motion and, and do some different yep. things and let the defense think get their eye right looking at him. Uh, all right, uh, before we go to these phone lines for the first time today, if you're on the line, we'll get to you next at 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines. Tony Smith going to take you on a quick visit around the National Football League. Now, gems around the NFL. Brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Baltimore linebacker Roquan Smith was a full participant on Thursday after missing practice Wednesday. Safety Kyle Hamilton was limited for the second day in a row as he works back from an MCL sprain that he suffered last week. The Cleveland Browns have signed quarterback Joe Flacco to a one-year deal that could be worth up to $4.05 million, which would include a $2 million bonus if they won the Super Bowl this year. Houston quarterback... C.J. Stroud has not practiced yet this week and remains in the league's concussion protocol. The Texans are preparing Davis Mills to start on Sunday. The Indianapolis Colts have ruled out running back Jonathan Taylor for this week. New York Giants tight end Darren Waller had his 21-day practice window opened as he works to return from a hamstring injury. He was limited in practice on Thursday. Chicago wide receiver D.J. Moore was limited on Thursday with an ankle injury after missing practice Wednesday. Miami Dolphins running back Devon H. Han and wide receiver Tyreek Hill were both listed as did not practice on Thursday for Boo. the Dolphins. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Pittsburgh linebackers <laughs> T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith have both been cleared from the league's concussion protocol and will play tomorrow Uh-oh, for the Steelers. Uh-oh, Pockets. Somebody's got A-chan in the breakfast bowl. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched Mike McDaniel's press conference yesterday. And? And he's like, I don't know. That's what the breakfast bowl literally what he said. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> That's what it'll do, though. He went out seeking intel so he could throw it in our face. Mike McDaniel told me, but no, he doesn't even know. I don't know, man. You missed two practices with a toe injury. I'm going to think that's uh, no not a good harbinger Yikes. things to come. All right, 641-1010. Let's get out to it on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines. Darren on the west side in first today. Good morning, Darren. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, Tommy, I wanted you to speak last uh, this team this time of year was playing like, you know, with their hair on fire. The last two weeks, the team has looked somewhat sluggish and tired. Uh, you know, this time of year, I want, you know, you to speak to, you know, what some things that the guys can do to give them more rest. Um, I mean, it just seems like that's leading to mental fatigue. And last year, they were playing instinctive football where it seems like the last couple of weeks they've been playing reactive football instead of 
it just seems to just totally different from this time last year. And yep. so I just wanted uh, Tommy to speak to that some. Thanks, yeah, well, I think that from a macro standpoint, look, I mean, last year you surprised a lot of people. They weren't expecting you to do anything, and you got on a run, and it was valid and, and legit and uh, had a lot of merit, and we know how it ended up. So this year you got the target on your back, right? So now people are like, oh, you know what? They do have some talent. They got some players. Let's see how we can figure out how to beat them, right, instead of just you know knowing that you know maybe we're just going to be better than them. we got to figure out. And, you know, back to Lloyd and the Lewick, like like I felt like on that touchdown, and it's, I think it's poignant, but – it looked like because I, I I rewinded a couple times. It looked like the side that the uh, Najoku and the back were on, they were in man, and the other side they looked like they were in zone. And when the Najoku comes across, again maybe Lloyd sitting there while it's zone over there, I let him go right, or it's man going to zone, so I let him go. I don't know, but maybe the opposing offense knows that, right? Maybe they know that. Maybe thirty three. Maybe over here. I, you never know. Right. Yeah. That's but my point of bringing that up is that's old. Now take that to every position. I mean, they're they're ready for you now. You're not surprising anybody anymore. So now it comes down to what game plan, execution, and effort. Their efforts there. They've not laid. You know. I mean, they did the one game, but overall, I mean, I wasn't past two games. They 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 were they were getting after. It. They were trying to win. You know, it wasn't like they just lay down and you know didn't show up type of thing. It was more just. Lack of execution. Call it miscommunication. Call it not knowing what you're doing. Right. Whatever. Mis- but big mistakes big on mistakes. both sides of the ball. Correct. You know, at uh, inopportune times. Not that there's an opportune time to have a big mistake, but you know what right. I mean. You know, right. uh, when it's fourth and three, and you yeah. don't cover a guy right in the field of view of the quarterback, right. and he hasn't. I don't. Th- that was the only catch for David Bell in the game, wasn't it? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Went for yeah. forty-three yard touchdown. But think, think about this. So press is like forty-one. Whatever. Miscommunication, right on three picks. Week 14. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's a problem. Like, How does what that do you talk- happen? I don't care whose fault it is. It doesn't matter. But why was that happening this late in the year with veterans? I mean, Trev's not a you – know, he's not a vet, but he's a vet. I mean, he's played a lot of football. And you t- even though you don't accept it, that's not the right word, you understand it more when Parker Washington does it than when Calvin Ridley does it. Yeah. Right? I mean, Parker Washington hasn't played much. Okay. Fair. You know, hasn't played with Trevor much, doesn't take many reps with him in practice. Yep. And I'm not saying you excuse it, but you're like, okay, at least I get it. Rookies, you're yeah. going to have to live with You just kind of go, dang it. Yeah. Like right. When it happens and it's him, it's like, man. Right. You know, they just haven't played enough together. When it's Ridley, you're like, what is happening? Yeah, I do think players today have to do more on their own because they're limited with yeah. coaches and practice. You know what I mean? They do. They've got to study a lot lot more. All right, uh, 6 4 one, 10, 10. We go back to the lines. Eric in South Carolina is up next. Hello, Eric. Hello, Saturday crew. Duval! 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 All right. All right. Let's talk about the offense and defense. Now, they've been doing pretty good. The offense needs to be stepping up a little bit, helping out the defense. But the last couple of games, last two games, it started to die down. So as we approach this game, on Sunday, I'm thinking the offense and defense, we can step it up a notch. We can really do, and if they both sides of the ball, do well, step up, make big plays, get that fire back, we could possibly win this game. 
I, well, I don't think there's any doubt that they could possibly mm-hmm. win this game. I think Eric has discovered the formula, though. Play better on offense and defense. That's going to give you a better chance to win. I would agree. I, I think we'd all agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Well, and okay, do you think they've played their best game yet? No. Okay. I hope not. I mean, right. what do you think? I'm trying to think of what their best performance was. So far. Titans? That, maybe. That first game against the Titans, maybe. Yeah, anyway, that's the only one. Do okay. I think they played their best? I, I, like, I hope they not, handled right? it, but that's the upside. Is what I'm you're just yeah. waiting for that to man. I hope it clicks before you know it's too. Not that it's too late. Yeah. So I think you make Buffalo. It anyway, they handled the whole game except defensively for the last four minutes. Right, right. Like yep. that was pretty complete, but not totally complete. Mm-hmm. You know that day. So no, they haven't had a game where from the gun, offensively and defensively, you're like, oh, they're on it. Right. today right. for four quarters. They haven't done that yet. All right, well, Eric is ready to go. He's got many Duvals left in him this weekend, I have a feeling. So, uh, <laughs> Eric, appreciate the call. Yeah, 6 4 if you want to get in talking Jaguar ball. Uh, we'll get a few from Press Taylor. start to get in some what Mike Caldwell had to say yesterday about his defense and what they're facing against Lamar Jackson and company as we get into hour two of Jaguars today with Tony Smith, Tom McManus, and Dylan Denmark. I'm Mike Dempsey. This is 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. Oh, definitely. When you when you make plays, when given opportunities, you know, if, it, if we're able to give him more snaps, we'll look for multiple ways to get him out there on the field. Jaguar defense coordinator Mike Caldwell talking about Antonio Johnson, who's starting to pop with a few plays. Had a big one last week, so yeah. we'll I see. Like his mom followed me on Twitter yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, who is this person? Cool. Yeah, I always like, if someone follows you, I look, uh, who's that? And I'm, Listen, we, we were all talking during camp that that kid physically, athletically, oh, yeah. you're like, whoa. Yeah, but yeah. She, she's like, you know, all about, you know, throwing the, the, the gospel of Antonio out there. You know what I yeah, mean? That's fine. That's she's yeah, mom. Yeah, right? Absolutely. I, I totally get that. Listen, you know, but, my mother's 92. She tells everybody her son <laughs> played. for. I'm like, Ma, you don't have to say it every single time. She's like, well, you did. I'm like, you why not? My <laughs> no lies I'm, I'm told. I'm not kidding. Every single time. I'm like, Ma, you don't have to tell. You don't have to no say lies told, yeah. Tommy. She's That's what moms do. That's a, yeah, moms are unassailable. They're allowed. Right? That's right. Exactly. All right, let's get a, a few more from – Press Taylor, then we'll get to a few from my call. All this focusing on the Jags versus the Ravens matchup this week. Uh, First, uh, Press Taylor breaking down what he sees from the Ravens' defense. I think they do a great job on the first level being physical, setting edges, keeping double teams off with the two interior players, and then letting the linebackers just roll side to side, and they can do a great job of that. Kyle Hamilton, that look, he plays a lot of the second level. So between him, Queen, Roquan, those guys are flying sideline to sideline. The interior guys do a great job of keeping double teams of combinations off of them, of getting there. And so they're able to clean things up. But they, they do a great job presenting a lot of different looks to you. And with players at all three levels of their defense that can get after the passer, they do run some exotic-looking blitzes at times. And Press was asked about getting ready for that this week. I mean, they've always done a good job with their pressure looks on on passing situations. You go back to the Rex Ryan era and all that, that was always kind of their thing, was all these different exotic packages they could present to you and being able to get free runners. I mean, it's not even, which is a terrifying situation. It's not always that guy beat that guy. It's when they got free runners because they're messing with your protection schemes. And, you know, to, to do that, sometimes they give something up. So it may feel like there's space in the pass game, but 
They're, they're manipulating the coverage. They're rolling out of it. And I think a lot of that is guys being really smart in their system. They're obviously very well coached. They have been for a long time. But I think Coach McDonald does a great job with them. They, they seem to have a great understanding of what they're trying to do. Well, listen, they've got like 50 sacks on the year, and they spread them out. It's not just one or two guys. I mean, even like Van Noy, who's like ancient, he's got six himself. Clowney's got seven and a hook. You know what would have been nice if like Van Noy or Clowney had been available to sign? Oh, like, yeah. After, even after Maybe the season Maybe even bring started. him in for a visit. I don't know. Didn't they with Clowney? Didn't Clowney visit us? I, don't I thought remember if did. it was a. Fi- I think there well, was maybe talk it that there was my interest. Be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're getting. Out I mean, they're both just... both guys that signed during the season. Right. Right. Who's uh this number ninety two? He's a beast. He's got like eleven oh, man, sacks. He's a defensive tackle. Mad Rubike? Yeah, he's got like eleven sacks. Okay. Right. I mean, from the interior, who's gonna? Who's our Who's our line this week anyway? Do we know who the starting we're lineup it's is? Walker Little and Ezra Cleveland are both okay. back on the are left side. Are they both back? Oh, well, we're hoping. Mm, um, here's like one more thought from uh, Press Taylor, just on the Ravens' defense being opportunistic in terms of turnovers. Yeah, they've done a good job taking the ball away. Particularly, uh, we were looking through it today. Uh, Geno Stone's done a great job taking the ball. He's got a couple picks in the back end. I think there's always the issue of we're always trying to throw it to our guy no matter what. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying in terms of they, they do a good job challenging you, and that's a big part of it. they got physical corners that want to play press, want to put their hands on people, and then on the back end they've done a good job making plays. It's one of those organizations that just the reputation carries year to year, right, about physical defense, right, being it's a hard calling ball. card. A big part of it, I would but say. I think even going back. Even before, Wait, oh yeah, you know, when they like first started, the Ravens, Benny Thompson, remember him? He was always starting fights. Well, look at the like the the two thousand was it the two thousand team? They had one of the great defenses oh, yeah. of all time. No you know? doubt. Uh, of course, didn't stop Jimmy Smith from going for two ninety. No doubt. How about that? With three touchdowns, uh, right? Yes. Yeah, man. Fifteen catches. Yeah. Great day. Um, oh, yeah. All right, let's get to the other side here. And we talked a lot about communication and mm. that from lack of focus is what have you. And Mike Caldwell got asked about that yesterday and said uh, that focus is not the issue with the team. I don't think it's focus. I think we understand it's just, I hate to use this word, but it goes back to communication. You know, communication, there's plays where we can talk and help each other out by letting each other know what page we're on. And then at the end of the day, we have to go out and execute. You know, we have a technique to play and have to go out there and get it played. And just talking about Lamar, you know, the different problems he presents in the run game and buying time as a as a passer. And the thing you, you see from this year that we saw a little bit last year, but his completion percentage is going up. He's able to spread the ball around to the weapons. So he's taking full advantage of the guys they've surrounded him with. The yeah. defensive coordinator for whatever team is preparing to play the Baltimore Ravens every week when he steps to the podium midweek is going to be asked, how do you deal with Lamar Jackson? And Mike Caldwell was asked that question yesterday. We have to rush him. We have to pressure him because we don't want him sitting back there because he is a guy that in the pocket he can, he can hurt you as well as outside the pocket. But we'll, we, we have a plan, and we'll try to execute that plan. But at the end of the day, we have to be who we are. We have to affect the quarterback. And it didn't work as well as we wanted to last week. So we get another opportunity for the guys to come out and go ahead and execute the plan and let's get after a quarterback. I'm waiting for the defense coordinator to go. I want to, you know, we just got to be who we are. We're not a team that affects the quarterback. Like, yeah. 
What team doesn't want to affect the quarterback? Right, right. You know? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if I'm Baltimore, and I'm sure they have, they're looking at last week's game, and, hey, Andrews may not be in, but that Isaiah Likely dude can run. He is crazy athletic. Athletic. You're going to – I mean, I'm, a, I'm attacking our, our backers if they, they're having issues. And, and I agree with Coach Caldwell, Mike, about – they communicate like we were talking about that play. You got to communicate, and if Devin Lloyd needs a little reminder, you're a captain. Remind him. You know what I mean. And if you know everything that's going on, then tell the young kid, "Hey, this is what's happening. Make sure you know exactly who." You, you know what I mean? Like that's what it does take that, and it you know it's okay to communicate on the field, on the sideline, what have you. Hey, man, we got to talk this through so we're on the same page. And this late in the year is disturbing, but you know what? We'll throw that away, and hopefully they rectify it. This Sunday night. Well, of course, Jags beat uh, the Ravens in a thriller last year. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mike Caldwell was asked to compare this Ravens offense to the one that they saw last season. You, you, you can see it's, it's different. Um, they still run the RPOs. They still throw the ball quick. But it's different. The route tree, the route combinations that they're using now with him, it's, uh, it's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, looking at – I mean, they just have – Better outside receivers than they've speed. had in Lamar Jackson's yep. tenure there. Yep. They've you know? added playmakers and speed. Uh, Zay Flowers turns out to be a good pick so far. Like I said, OBJ still making some things happen. Tony's yeah. exempt from this one. I'll give you a nickel if you tell me who the Ravens' leading receiver was hmm. in last year's game. Yes. Uh, Bateman, maybe? Tony, you want to swipe that nickel, steal the nickel? Uh, my. Guess would be Andrews. Josh Oliver. Yeah. Former oh, Jaguar Josh yeah, Oliver right, had four right. catches for 76 yards Uh-oh. and a touchdown. The point being, Whoa. they love to go tight to the end. tight end. They've always this got – Mark Andrews had four run, for 50, man. so that was eight for 126 at the tight end position yeah. last year. Deshaun Jackson was their other leading receiver. Got oh, two for okay. 74 in that game. Then it was Devin Duvernay, Demarcus Robinson. All these guys are not even in yep. the picture. Right. Yeah. Right? And now it's OBJ and Zay Flowers and somewhat Bateman. Right. Wasn't it Bateman the officer? Didn't the coach say something about the receivers having done nothing or something and he took offense to it? Do you remember that? It wasn't Harbaugh. Somebody called out the receivers. There's a coach. I think it was the offensive coordinator. When last year? No, this offseason about, yeah, our receivers haven't really developed and blah, blah, blah. wouldn't have been lying. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know. Yeah. I know. That, right? I mean, yeah. Rashad Bateman's I know. just a rumor. I know. You know. Yeah. Um, That's interesting with the tight ends. Again, that likely kick, can, he can run, man. It's going to be yeah. an interesting Here's one. what they did well. Uh, Lamar at 14 for 89. Lamar's going to get something on does. the ground. Yeah. Gus Edwards had 16 carries for 52 yards in a game. Yeah. 3.2 a carry. Good. And they only had – Five other total carries in the game. Yep. That and they gave up about twenty yards on yep. those five. Yep. Like I remember Andrews dropped a touchdown. It was a clear touchdown. Right. In that that's game. Right. Right. And that that's if right. you're the Ravens, you're going home saying that's why we lost. Yep. Right? Like yep. that's the kind of stuff that switches games. That kind of thing happens. So I'm sure they're coming into this game on Sunday night saying we had them last year. Yep. Jags and, had a halftime lead. Yeah. Yep. In the game. And yep. like I that game has to sting. Right, the way that game ended last year for yeah. the Ravens has to sting. It's, yep. I would expect you're going to get a pretty angry Ravens team, the guys yeah, well, who we, remember what happened last yeah, year. Well, we need to get angrier. Let's send them home even <laughs> angrier. Let's get Tommy. angrier than them. All right, well, you know what? It's time Peter. to find out who we think is going to win this contest. Yeah, baby. We got our confidence Come picks on. coming up on the other side of this. It was uh, general carnage last week, mm-hmm. so well, I was going to say. I tell uh, you. But at this point, I, I'm a fan of carnage because I'm in the lead. So, carnage, I, come uh, on. 
Let's go. I was go. Not happy last Sunday. We got Kids four. Were like, Dad, bad picks. I'm like, bad pick. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but we got four weeks to go. Uh, we'll pick them all. We've got 15 games that have yet to kick off in the NFL, including Sunday night football right here in Ooh. Duval with Tom McManus, Tony Smith, and Dylan Denmark. I'm Mike Dempsey. Keep it right here on Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Now, the Otterson Wealth Advisors Risk-Reward Picks of the Week. Otterson Wealth Advisors, your goals, our expertise. You're Mackin' with Tom McManus, brought to you by Renewal by Anderson, a better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, Otterson Wealth Advisors risk-reward picks of the week. We call them confidence picks here because we pick every game that is yet to kick off on Friday, and we rank them in order of how confident we are in those outcomes. And we assign points last week. What do we have, 12 games, right? Yeah. So whatever game you're most confident in right. is worth 12 points on down to one at the very bottom. Um, last week, we all had the Jags on top. Yeah. 12-point line. Ah. Here's how it went. The carnage mm. that was last week. Mm. Um, Take your medicine. Where do you want me to start? Uh, me. Let's see. Oh, that's, that's, had to be the two worst. Weeks ago. Uh, Tom, you went five and nine. That's pretty okay. good. Really? Yeah, you went five and nine, but oh. it was worth 32 points. Oh. Okay. Uh, you missed one, two, three. You missed four of your top five ah. games. And, uh, yep. And, um, you, yeah. Farv Canoogan. It was bad. You missed Jacksonville. You missed Philly. You missed Miami and Houston oh. in the top five. All those. Houston got killed. five and nine, 32 points. Tony was four and ten. Yep. But he had forty-one points. Uh, All right, that's the game. Dagger. He had uh, he had three of his top five, and only one after that. Uh, take it out bottom. of my side, Tony. Uh, it never has a five hundred record looked so good. Wow. As seven and seven Jeez. last week. Good for fifty-one points uh, for your boy. And uh, where are we at after fourteen weeks of the season? I'm one twenty-five and seventy, nine hundred ninety-four points. Tony is one twenty and seventy-five, nine hundred fifty-four points. So forty-point difference. And McManus one ten and eighty-five, eight ninety-four. So exactly one hundred out of first place. Uh. 60 out of second place. So if you if not that I will, but if you end up with the leading record but not the leading points, you don't, you don't win. win. Points. points. It's all points. It's all points. Okay. It's all about where you rank. I should have thought of that earlier. It's kind of the whole <laughs> point of the game. I mean, picking winners, baby. How we've been doing it, right? Well, it's, it's still important to pay. Well, Tom, let me just say, um, you don't have to worry about that at the moment yeah. either, all right, That's at, at right. 110 and 85. But anyway, uh, here we go. We got 15 games this week. We go reverse order of last week's points or high to low. So yeah. I'll go first, Tony, and then Tom. Uh, I'm going to start out with San Francisco over Arizona, Ooh. worth 15. And uh, despite the fact that they are mired in mediocrity, I think that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs can go into New England and get a win. So I got them on the 14-point line. And I don't feel great about this, but – I, I put them there anyway. Miami at home against the Jets, worth 13. All right. Uh, 
for that one to come true, they probably need Tyreek Hill to play because that offense is completely different otherwise. But I'm going San Fran, KC, Miami. Tony, you're up. I got San Fran and KC, 15 and 14, and I'll take the L.A. Rams over Washington on the 13-point line. Ooh, okay, good one. Tommy. I got the Jags, number 15. Oh, boy, Redemption song by Bob Marley. Listen to it all weekend long, and it'll come to fruition. Philadelphia, they're overdue on the road for number 14. And my 13th pick is San Fran taking down Zona. All right. Uh, I, too, am going with the L.A. Rams against Washington. Got them worth 12 points. I'm going to go with Detroit at home against Denver, although they're not playing great either. Yeah. You thought you were going to have no, them see, make I, I know points what, Well, now that I'm now I'm really thinking about the points, I'm seeing, ah, I got, I got the same pick, but it's lower points. That's not good. Well, then you actually would root for that to not come because it would oh. cost me more than it would cost ah, you. Okay. Right? Man, so gotta, This thing's getting deeper and deeper uh, as we go along. I'm going Jeez. Cincinnati against the Nick Mullins-led Vikings oh. on the 10-point line. So Rams, Detroit, Cincinnati. Tony, your next three. I got here. New Orleans on the 12-point line over the Giants. The Dolphins on the 11-point line over the Jets. And Philadelphia on the road over Seattle on the 10-point line. All right, Tommy Mack. KC on the road for number 12. Number 11, Buffalo upsetting the Cowboys. And number 10, Miami taking down the Jets. All right. Uh, I am going to move on. And uh, for the second week in a row, let's all root for the Titans, baby. Let's go. I got Tennessee. At this point, C.J. Stroud not only hasn't practiced, hasn't been in the facility this week. Oh, I didn't know that. Nico Collins hasn't practiced all week. They're already without Tank Dell. Uh, That's going to be a bad (laughs) Houston offense, I believe. So I got Tennessee winning that one. I got Cleveland beating Chicago at home. I'm going to take Green Bay in the Battle of the Bays, also at home, worth seven. Tony. Uh, On the nine-point line, I'll take Atlanta over Carolina. On the eight line, the Bengals over the Vikings. And on the seven-point line, Detroit at home over Denver. Yeah, Tony and I are ending up with a lot of the same picks here, but I I feel like very less confident about some of these outcomes. Tommy, what do you got? Number nine, Tommy Cutlets taking over. On the road. New York Giants. The Giants. Number eight, I got the Bears coming off a victory, taking down Cleveland and the road. And I got Cincinnati at home, taking down Minnesota at number seven. All right. All my teams with Justin Fields are either out of the playoffs or on a bye. So (laughs) I don't really care what they do. But Cincy, we all go with there. Honestly, these last six, pretty tough for me. Uh, Indianapolis over Pittsburgh. I think the Colts will beat them at home. You know they haven't beat them since Peyton Manning was there. Um, oh, I, didn't I think know that. they're like six and twenty-one all time. I think they've really? lost like eight in a row. Against like that. It's a mess yeah. though. Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going with New Orleans tone, but I, honestly, I almost went the other way with the Tommy DeVito led Giants. Yeah. But I got them on the five point line, and I'm too. I'm going with Philly, but it is cross country prime time. 12th man up in Seattle, kind of whole circle the wagons environment. But uh, I got Philly, but much lower than you guys. Tony's Good. next three. Uh, on the six-point line, I'll take Green Bay over Tampa Bay up there at Lambeau. On the five-point line, the Titans over the Texans. And on the four-point line, I also have the Colts over the Steelers. Okay, Tommy Mack. Uh, six, Green Bay at home. Five, Atlanta beating Carolina. Four, Rams beating Washington. All right. And our final three, I too go with Atlanta, but I got them on the three-point line. I got Baltimore winning Sunday night football. Just uh, here to tell. I hope I'm wrong. I will gladly. Sweet hey, look, no, it's a, it's a uh, seventeen. Yeah, right, right, right. Instead of me getting two, you get, get fifteen. Seventeen right. point swing. 
I hope you get the 17. Honestly, I, I hope know you, you get the 17. I, I really know you do. do. I know you um, do. You gotta, I'd give Tony 17 points if it would guarantee a Jaguar victory. Mm-hmm. Nice. It wouldn't, so you don't get them, don't you? <laughs> uh, and I'm going with Buffalo over Dallas as well, but only on ah, the one okay. point line. Make up some points. All right, Tommy, you can pick up 18 on me. I got Baltimore over Jacksonville on the three-point line. Yeah! Buffalo over Dallas on the two-point line, and Chicago over Cleveland. Ah, yeah, baby. Gotta yeah, other than points. that one. Uh, eight points. Doesn't look like there's a whole lot of opportunity for Tony to make a major points on me this week. Philly would would get you six, and obviously if Chicago wins, I would not get the eight for Cleveland. But regardless, here's what we got for week 15. I didn't go yet. Oh. Did I? <laughs> no, did did I didn't. do 3-2-1? You no. didn't. Okay, three. I was, I was done writing, so I figured <laughs> I was done. Listen, can I make a uh, a change or no? Too late? Uh, I haven't said it yet. Oh, if you I, haven't said it, then okay, absolutely. But I wrote it down. Oh, it doesn't okay, matter. I'm change. No, no, right. no. Whatever you say. All right, number three, I'm not changing. I'm taking Tennessee at home. Okay. But number two, I'm switching my pick from Detroit to Denver. I'm taking okay. Denver, Denver on the road. Right. And number one, I got Indy at home. Yeah, we don't care what you got on your paper. You can say it. And, okay. you know, once you make the pick, the pick is in. just want to be on it. You know, pick is in. No, that's fair. Uh, totally fair. And uh, you cleared it with the panel. That's which right. Which was nice. Thank and, you. And we we got those last three picks in, which also is good as well. <laughs> All right, here's what we did uh, this week. I went with San Fran, Kansas City, Miami, the L.A. Rams, Detroit, Cincinnati, Tennessee, Cleveland, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Baltimore, and Buffalo. Uh, Tony Smith going with the Niners, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Saints, Dolphins, Eagles, Falcons, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Titans, Colts, Ravens, Bills, and the Bears. Tommy Mack going Jacksonville worth 15 points. Back it up. Yeah, as baby. Tom McManus's mom would say, he played for the Jaguars. <laughs> I love it. She does, I, I, brother, I, I you, you know what? I, I love the fact that you wear the passion on your sleeve. Yeah, and man. You, and look, I... I if anybody thinks it's impossible for the Jags to win, no they're crazy. Yeah, no, no. Uh, you you don't watch the NFL if that's what you think. It's just I'm waiting. Listen, it's time to click. You know what I mean? We clicked last year. Yeah, we got on a run. It's time to set the foot in the ground and click this thing, man. I, I will call you the master of confidence picks next week. I won't continue to call you that, but I'll call you that at least once. Okay. If I'll the Jags you. win. All right, listen. Um, into the Christmas weekend, too, there, Tommy. Master of confidence. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice holiday uh, victory. I got to stay um, away from those cookies. Jacksonville, Philly, <laughs> San Fran, Kansas City, Buffalo, Miami, New York Giants, Chicago, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Atlanta, L.A. Rams, Tennessee, Denver, and Indianapolis yeah, for Tom McManus. So we all went with the Colts, all went with the Titans yeah. this week, which uh, – I think we, you know, like even though the Colts are ahead of the Texans, right? I still like maybe it's the sweep. Maybe I, I just feel like it, it's not the sweep, meaning the the tie break, but also the sweep, meaning I feel like we handle that yeah. team, yeah, very easily. And uh, you know, yeah. go ahead, Colts win. If they, one of them had to win, yeah, let's let it be Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, and I think tennis. I don't know. I just feel like they're going to be tough at home. For Houston. They were tough on the road against Miami, so they certainly haven't quit. And I yep. just think Houston uh, it doesn't look like C.J. Stroud's yeah, right. playing. Without yep. Stroud, yep. you know, um, yep. I haven't heard a whole lot about his MVP candidacy this week, by the way. Uh, nope. Interesting. After the 30-6 <laughs> loss to the Jets. In the rain. That was so, wild. There you have it. Zach All right. Wilson, baby. Are you ready for an epic keys to victory roundtable? Epicado. I am bilingual. Is that Spanish for epic? Sounds like it could be. <laughs> like. <laughs>
thought that's where we're headed. No, no, wait. Wait, this is great. At home, I always say perdone. They're like, Dad, it doesn't mean pardon me. I said, to me, it does. <laughs> In my head. Perdone. You know what me, it means perdone. when I say yeah. it, so get out of the way. All right, all right. We'll, we'll come back. And uh, take a look at your keys to victory and go roundtable fashion on ours as well. How do the Jags beat the Baltimore Ravens? Let's discuss it when we come back in a moment on Jaguars Today here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Mackin with Tom McManus, brought to you by Renewal by Anderson, a better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, Tony, what's going on with the Jags right yeah, now? Yeah, uh, Doug Peterson speaking to the media right now. So our last injury update of the week, we got some good news and also just news, right, to this point. We'll see if it's good or not. Uh, but Doug Peterson says that Walker Little and Ezra Cleveland both doing well, and they'll see where they're at, whatever that means for them playing on Sunday. Okay. Uh, says Andre Sisco is, quote, doing okay. Again, we'll, we'll see what that winds up being. But the good news, Trey Herndon has been cleared from concussion protocols. Good to go for Sunday. All right. I want those first two guys, yeah. Yeah. in particular. I want them all. I know. Right? And yeah. uh, Trey Herndon coming back, that's fantastic yep. and good for him. But uh, regardless, um, that left side of the offensive line, there's, I know. there's one of our keys to victory. Mm-hmm. Have as intact an <laughs> offensive line as possible. Yeah, history, true. Right? Well, you know, look, I mean, you know, to put Hans out there one on one, I don't know. I would have given him some help. Yeah, I don't, especially critical times. You know, I don't know, but whatever. That's me. I hear you. I mean, he's one of the best pass rushers in the game. Critical moment in the game. I don't know. Put another guy over there. Make sure he doesn't get to the QB. <laughs> Could be uh, an idea. All right, we'll do our that keys was to miscommunication victory. too. Sorry, Tim. we'll do our keys to victory roundtable coming up here in a second. Uh, let's get a couple calls. Mac on the north side. Uh, you're on Jaguars today. Mac, go ahead. Okay, knock on wood first. Uh, if the Jaguars lose the rest of the games, will it still win the AFC South? Um, I'm gonna say probably not. They could, but probably not. Uh, yeah, not especially if. Uh, so you you think yeah, they're gonna lose out, Mac? I don't want them to. They look shaky right now. Yeah. We should we we should beat. They, they look shaky now, but we should beat the Panthers. Actually, we should beat the Panthers and the uh 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 pet pet pet. Panthers, Buccaneers, and Titans. We should beat them. I hope so. Yeah. I don't know if, you know, uh, like I say, uh, when you say easy. should, I mean, they're certainly easier than Baltimore, but. They'll be favored that in Tampa all game, games. Yeah. I'll give you Carolina. Sure. Tampa's, you don't know who shows up. Yeah. In Tennessee, there's a ride. You just never know, especially up there. Right. You know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, let's just worry about. Trying to get a dub yeah. versus the Ravens. Let's get, let's get the Ravens. I'm not gonna. I'm not of. even in the mode of thinking what could possibly happen. After, but imagine if they do lose to Baltimore and you've lost three in a row. Yep. And one or both of Indy and Houston win this week. Yep. I mean, you're basically in no margin for error territory at that point in time, and going to be a lot of pressure yep. on that Tampa game. As Tony pointed out to me on the er- earlier break. We get the delight of a four o'clock kickoff on Christmas Eve. Oh. Thanks, NFL schedule makers. Yep. In, I might be in church at four we, o'clock in the afternoon. We go to that early Christmas. <laughs> yeah, baby. Well, get her done. All right, let's get Fan Cam in. Then we'll go around the table here with some keys. Fan Cam, you're on uh, Jaguars today. What's up? Hey, good morning, guys. I hope you guys are doing well. We got a big one at the bank this weekend, and I uh, can't wait to see all the fans out there rocking and rolling. I thought I'd throw some keys to victory in there. 
Uh, number one, let's try to contain Lamar, maybe a Lloyd or somebody spying him and uh, taking his uh, big play capability away. Number two, let's use the pass to set up the run. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to figure out we can't establish a run and then use play action off of that. you got to do it the other way around. And number three, let's focus a little better, minimize the mistakes, and win the turnover battle. And I think we might have a fun night at the bank. Tommy, if you're rambling around uh, Sunday night, stop by. Uh, I'll get you. I'll pick up a little double woohoo for you. And you guys have a great weekend. (laughs) One for the road. One for the road, guys. Let's go. One, two, three. All right, Cam. Appreciate you. Have a woohoo for us. All right, pockets, fire us up. 10, 10, 10, 10, take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10, 10, take. Brought to you by JNM Roofing Jacksonville, your storm restoration specialist. All right, we like to use the 10, 10, take on Fridays for the Keys to Victory roundtable. I'm going to say, look, the whole contain Lamar thing. Yeah, you better contain Lamar. But the way to do it, in my opinion, is you can't be timid, right? Like, I right. get You don't want your ends to just blindly rush no, upfield. no, no. But when it comes time to tackle him, man, if you sit there and you, I don't want to go because he's going to make me look bad, he takes advantage of that and extends his time in the pocket. And you see guys just kind of, we're content to keep him boxed in. Well, he's got weapons then. And he's looking. And and just because you think you've got him boxed in, he's slippery as hell. I mean, commit to the play and make Tackles. First guy there, yep. wrap up yep. Lamar. I they missed some sacks on critical. Flacco. They had chances to get him down. It was all of a sudden he escaped. You're like, what? It, How did he get it, out it's mind boggling sometimes. Know. But I, I was watching a Ravens game this year. I forget who they're playing. And literally, Jackson is in the pocket and he's got a defender engaged with an offensive lineman and he's leaning on them. And like, you, you're right there with him. And then it's like, oh, they got him. They're like, all these bodies around him. And then he says, no. Just loop out of here. And he went for like a 30-yard run on that play where he's got contact in the pocket. Wrap him up, please. Anyway, that's number one for me, Tony. Uh, Do what the Los Angeles Rams did last week and take advantage of the aggressiveness of the Ravens linebackers and the possible absence of Kyle Hamilton. Curious to see what that's going to look like in their last injury report today as well. And work the middle of the field in the pass game. It's not like they've been super effective in that part of their pass game to this year from a Jaguars perspective. But it does feel like this is the kind of week where they need Ingram to be big. They need Parker Washington to be big. And they need Zay Jones to be a big target in the middle of the field as well to take advantage of a defense that doesn't have a lot of weaknesses, but that may be where they're weak is right there in the middle of their defense. I'm going to say communicate better. So I don't have to hear the coordinator next week talk about, no, it's miscommunication. Like, communicate. If that's what it is, okay, fair. Fine. Then fix it. And there should be no miscommunication whatsoever moving forward, in my opinion. All right, I'm going to say uh, get the ball to Travis Etienne outside the tackle box by throwing it to him. Now, uh, granted. I think that's the run game. And it may be, yeah. right? And, and granted, when you're up two scores, yep. as Cleveland was last week, late in that game, you can give that play up. But – Etienne was negative seven running the ball, but they moved the ball down the field on that last scoring drive by getting him the ball. And I think he's still got his speeds there. He's just running in a cluttered tackle box area where we're not opening up holes. 
find ways, scheme it up, do something to get ETN where he's got a chance to have a couple of steps with one guy to beat and see if he can make that move or just outrun the guy to the corner. And yep. let's take some easy completions that way. I think Trevor Lawrence was just okay at best last week against Cleveland. But I thought the three weeks before that he was great. Mm. Tennessee, Houston, Fair. and Cincinnati, I think Fair. that was three weeks in a row where he was a major, yep. major plus for this football team. They need that again this week. They need Trevor Lawrence to have one of those kind of weeks again where when you look up and it's like, oh, he's thrown for – 280 and three touchdowns tonight. It's not a surprise, right? Like, it feels like that's the kind of game he was having they needed against the Ravens. Yeah, no question about it. Well, look, again, it's going to start up front. They do give up like 4.3 yards of carry on defense, the Ravens do. So maybe there's some opportunity there. But I agree, not up the gut. Like, get ETN. Here's the problem. I, th- I think they thought Tank was going to be the counter one-two punch. Like, let him pound, let him pound. ETN, you know, still our workhorse, but – you know, mix it up a little bit. They don't really have much of a mix-up. I do like Johnson. He's shown that he can make some plays, so maybe get him more involved. But, man, get some movement on that defensive line. I think there's little margin for error for Brandon McManus in this game, right? I mean, you're playing against, on the opposite side, arguably the greatest kicker in NFL history, right? He almost won that game for the Ravens, even after the Jags came back. Like, you know, Justin Tucker is – almost always in range, right? You get to the 50, that's a 68-yarder. Yep, He's almost in range right there at the 50-yard line. So uh, if the Jags have opportunities to put points on the board in this game, I just think they've got to cash them in. I'm not, it's not the worst thing. Sometimes you got to settle for three, right? We want touchdowns. Right. Of course we do. But when, if McManus is getting rolled out there, we got to get the points. So uh, that's another one. Feed on the energy and opportunity of the moment. Across the league and here in town, the optimism that was felt two weeks ago going into Monday Night Football against the Bengals, that's been killed by back-to-back losses for this team. It's fair to feel that way, but there's an opportunity on Sunday night to let the Ravens and the rest of the AFC, the rest of the NFL, remind them who you are, right? Like, this is an opportunity to do that again. Put yourself back on the map. It feels like in the AFC. They're not off the map right now to put yourself back in the middle of it. In the midst. In the AFC. Play like it on Sunday night. Are we allowed to make noise this week when we're on defense? Even with the communication <laughs> oh, issues, yes. There is we that, go. Is that okay to make some noise? You know how I feel. I'm screaming my head off on third down uh, for sure. Look, I'll, uh, also with, with Trevor, audible. If you're going to audible, that's great. But make the play. You know, help make the play if you're gonna. And I'm okay with the with the going for it. You can't do it all the time. Were you okay going for it on fourth and three with four no. minutes to go? No. no. I, at some point, man, I great. Uh, you're aggressive. No. That's Doug. He's aggressive. We love aggressive. No. When it works. When well, that was when he tried to throw to Ingram over the middle, and he was kind of double covered. Yes. Yeah. I don't and, know if I like the play. Sometimes I I'm okay with them going. I don't always like the call. Was it Ingram? Or was it Zay? No, that was Ingram. Yeah, I thought one. it was Ingram on that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, the audible better. It's okay that you can all. Yeah, that's audible great. Better. But you know, execute. How about this? Execute better when you audible. Boom. All right. I, I'm just gonna say, offensive line, just play your best game. Right. Whatever you're capable of doing. Let's hope we have Walker Little. Let's hope we have Ezra Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore. We talked about some of the pass rushers they've added this year. They're a team yep. that gets after the quarterback generally very well. You haven't opened holes in the running game. Just execute in all phases, man. This is, uh, you know, you can't 
get manhandled on the lines of scrimmage like you did last week and expect to win against quality opponents. Even though that was a close game and you could have won that game. Agreed. I just think Baltimore, with Lamar Jackson playing the way he's playing, if Flacco can take advantage of some of his opportunities, Lamar's going to take advantage of those. But my focus here on the offensive line, particularly the left side, let's see a, a strong performance mm-hmm. there. Uh, last couple here, Tone. As an indicator of how well you're doing against Lamar Jackson, I'll put the number here. Lamar Jackson rushes for three or fewer first downs on Sunday Night Ooh. Football against the Jets. <laughs> wow. That's, Wouldn't that be something? That's a high bar. I'm calling bar. out the – look, I'm going to call out the, the interior of our defensive line. I, I was looking earlier today. Foley has zero sacks. Hamilton hurt, so he, but he's zero. Gotsis had zero. Roy Robertson-Harris is one and a half. The rest is Trayvon mm-hmm. and uh, Josh and then either, you know, a nickel or safety here and there. So And the, the linebackers. So I got to see more. Look, they paid those guys to come back and play like they were last year. Need to get back to that. Got to start playing like you played at the end of last year. I mean, where is it? Let's go. No, I know. I know. Right. But even the others, they're not making, they're not doing much. I mean, Roy Robinson here is the best out of that that quartet, but even he's got to be better. All right. uh, We'll give our final uh, score prediction coming up here in a moment. But first, let's say hello to XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right, Big Sirs at the Players Grill in Mandarin. Leon, how are you, bud? Uh, I'm doing great. How y'all doing? All right. Big what, Sirs. Tom McManus uh, said his most confident prediction for the weekend is that the Jaguars beat the Baltimore Ravens. Leon, are you feeling it? Um, I'm not. Listen, I'm not going to bet on it until I see it. Uh, listen, I've been to this movie too often all season long. In primetime, we have not showed up well, so... Until I see it, I'm not bringing no popcorn. Well, I, I understand. I will say, um, you know, we got an example of how the NFL is the ultimate week-to-week league as the Raiders on Sunday scored zero, and now they're averaging over 30 points in their last two games after yeah. dropping 63 last night. So despite the disappointing loss uh, to Cincinnati and the disappointing loss to Cleveland, doesn't mean they can't beat the Ravens, but I hear what you're saying, Leon. What will you guys be getting into today? Uh, well, we'll be getting into the Jaguars, of course. We've got our picks today, and then we got Coach Campo coming on. Oh, All nice. Right. We'll look forward to the it. Leon, have a great time out at the Players Grill, buddy. P- appreciate you. All, All right, right, there you go. Uh, Tommy, you think uh, you got the Jags on the 15-point line for your Yeah, 25-22 is my, my pick. My, okay. My, uh, I think it's – look, in – it's it's gonna take a, a great effort, a no uh, no uh, you know missed assignments, no you know mistake. You gotta be mistake free, man. But if you do that, you got a chance to win. I think they find a way to win. And then when someone in the post game locker room goes, nobody thought we'd win this game. Right. We'll play the clip from Tom McManus. <laughs> yeah, why not? I said this is care. my most confident prediction. Yeah. Damn right, I thought yeah. you'd win this game. Yeah. Uh, Tony and I both had Baltimore winning mm-hmm. this game. Tony, what's your score? Baltimore thirty one, Jacksonville twenty nine. Okay. Oh, okay. Close one. I got it thirty to twenty. Okay. Ravens pulling away at the end, or they dominate, or take take care of it from the get go. Thirty to twenty. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, don't I know. got it. I don't know. I, I, I listen. Hope, I, I don't honestly, blame you. I, I hope I'm wrong. You. I'm just. I'm. Try, look, I can't sit here and just go and just cheerlead and tell you if I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Then you know, I'm just. I. I don't. I. I'm more worried about. This defense stopping the Ravens' offense and the Jaguars. The Jags have been putting up points. 
hasn't always been pretty. It's yeah. been dysfunctional at times. I think the Jags can score. Um, so I got them at 20. You know, could it could it be higher? Uh, 30 yeah. to 27. Will that make you feel any better? I don't think so. Yeah. I Well, I, I will feel okay if it's close like that. You know what mm. I mean? Based on how it goes. Did I just hear moral victory coming from Tom McManus? Uh, again, it's all about getting ready for the playoffs. So this is one of the top teams in the FC right now. They're ranked number one, and you can – Argue whether they. I know. I hear you. Not. They they they've earned the right but to be called the top. This team. is a be, this is a tester for the playoffs, in my opinion. We're in December, man. This mm-hmm. is where you pull away. This is where you grow up. This is where you become a man and take care of business, right? And stopping the run, shutting down the run, running the football, being more physical, getting off on third down, converting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is a time to put the gas down on the pedal and let it go. So hopefully they can, you know, look, I, I'm calling victory 25 to 22, but if it's a hard-fought game at the end, they lose at the end, I'm a, no more victory. But at the same time, they're like, all right, maybe maybe they're a little bit more ready for this playoff tournament that's about three weeks away. All right, and then, you know, let's go Steelers, let's go Titans. Mm-hmm. What? Did I just say yeah. that out loud? Right, yes, right, I did, yeah, okay? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Particularly the Titans, but yep. – Let's go both of those teams and uh, True. give us a little yeah. help and a little breathing room. Like, either way, Jags are in first place next Monday right? because they'll have the tiebreakers. But win the game, mm-hmm. have those teams lose. That's right. And now you're worried about getting back into a higher seed position, yeah. and it's a yeah. different level yeah. of competition. Uh, someone let us know, and they're correct. I went back and looked as well. It was Zay Jones on the fourth down. Oh, it was. Okay. Uh, that Thank they were going you. Good job, nine. Mike. Thank you. Good memory. <laughs> Appreciate that. You took the memory medication. Because I remember everyone forgot. wanted the flag. They thought he got interfered and with. talking right. about you know getting ready for the playoffs, Tampa is – kind of a playoff team right now but not really right, right? like they're they're in contention for a bad division yep. but you look at the other th- three games they got left nothing right. right like they don't have anything left on the schedule to say that's the team that's going to get us ready for the playoffs that happens Sunday night Agreed. against the Baltimore Ravens they don't have another one of those tests well it will be it'll be more of a test of beat the teams you're supposed to beat right look, that's, that's, that, that's need, gotta happen if they need to beat the Titans in week 18 that will be one of those because the Titans are going to give you oh, yeah. that physical yeah. spoil your season effort damn right, right. I and mean, they almost did it to them last year and granted they were right. playing for the division themselves right but they were doing it with Joshua Dobbs off the street right so anyway right. Uh, we'll worry about them that's right when it's time to worry about them uh elsewise uh, we'll see you at the stadium on yeah, sunday mm-hmm. and uh, go jags and uh we're all rooting for tommy mack to pick up big 15 points Come on, baby. confidence picks <laughs> this go. week all right that'll do it for us for dylan denmark tony smith and tom mcmanus i'm mike dempsey stick around xl primetime is coming up next here on 1010 xl 92.5 fm